When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome, 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 dear listeners. You're gagging for our punditgames.co.uk uk question do check out the ultimate football quiz board game it's great for christmas presents it's great for birthday presents it's great just for a sunday afternoon few beers with the boys or girls to test out who does and who doesn't know their football so today's question ahead of this edition of akdong millwall is uh english national team question known for his managerial success uh, winning the league in spain and holland as well as taking the English national side to the semi-finals of the 1990 World Cup. Italia 90, dear listeners. This inside forward was selected for the 1962 World Cup as a player, but injury ruled him out. Um, he played in a, a game against the Soviet Union, as was 1958, England 2, Soviet Union 2. Uh, teammates included Don Howe, Tommy Banks, Billy Wright, Tom Finney, uh, Johnny Haynes and... Mr. X, more known, of course, for the semi-finals of the 1990 World Cup as manager. Uh, you've got to get this one, dear listeners. You have to get this one. Do check out at the end of the show for the answer if you haven't got it already, though. Punditgames.co.uk You're listening to Akin Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no substitute. It was a dark and stormy night, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. Welcome to the number one Millwall podcast. Yes, it's wild and windy and wet and rainy out there. I've only just got in the ground. Sitting traffic coming out of the Rotherhive Tunnel, around the Jamaica Road. Bloody hell, things we do for Millwall after a very, very drab, disappointing, I thought, 3 0 loss at home to Leeds just a couple of days ago, Sunday. Um, here we are again, I must be mad. My wife said to me as I came out the front door tonight, only on the telly. And uh, yes, it is, darling, it is on the telly. But I'm going to go there. I'm going to go through the rain, across the London traffic, hour and a bit's journey for just a few miles worth, um, to be here for you, dear listeners. I do this for you, don't I? Hardcore evening tonight here. Um, anyone that's turned out tonight for this, well done. Really not been given much incentive to come down there, have we? But... Here we are, nevertheless. It is for the hardcore, your hardcore, uh, Millwall, for listening to this show, dear listeners. So I want to say my thanks to you, wherever you are. Around the world, around the globe, tonight's team news. Uh, Barton Goal, back line, Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Ryan Leonard. On the, uh, the wing-backs, uh, Norton Cuffey, I thought he did well. Saturday, I like him, Sunday. Ryan Longman, I thought he looked good. 
Um, change in midfield, no Billy Mitch. Zian uh, Fleming returns. And I don't need a three, I'm going to guess, with Campbell, Alan Campbell, who looked um, off it for me. But anyway, he's on Sunday. And Casper uh, Denor up front. The woefully misused Kevin Nisbet and woefully misused Tom Bradshaw, our, our, our two strikers. So anyway, there we are. Um, Gary Rowett rolls the dice. Oh my gosh, dear listeners, does he need a win tonight? Or like the alcoholic trying to get into the pub, he needs a win that badly. Uh, Lions come in tonight's match in 18th position in the championships, looking downwards. But I'll be honest, played 6 1 2, drawn by the after Sunday. We've lost three, four, four goals, eight goals conceded, seven points just. In, uh, as against Rotherham, sitting in 21st position. So they're below us, just one place above the, the bottom three. Uh, they've got one win, drawn one, lost four, four seven, and against 13. We're looking for goals tonight. This this, this is a much uh, a must-win game, as Spiritual Gaza put it. I like Spiritual Gaza on X. He says Tom Bradshaw 16 goals, sixth top scorer last season. Zian Fleming 15, seventh top scorer plus highest scoring midfielder at Millwall. Kevin Nisbet with 12 from 18. Uh, and Mill just scored just four goals from seven games with those ingredients. It's like we've gone to um, Le Gavroche. It's got the finest ingredients that I'm trying to put together a very basic fry-up, isn't it? Uh, Sense of Doubt, I've written on my notes here. I think that was a David Bowie track, wasn't it? Off of Heroes, Sense of Doubt. Very ominous three-note piano piece. Um, I think I'm thinking of Gary Rowett because he needs a win. Otherwise, I think the atmosphere might turn against him. Um, Game is underway, by the way, dear listeners, whilst I waffle on. I don't think we're going to have any excuses out of tonight. What do you think, dear listeners? Can you think in advance of any excuses up against a newly promoted League One side with um, you know, a, a defensive record that uh, is begging questions? I think we've got to get some goals tonight. There's no clock showing on the scoreboard. I'm going to try and work from my Brazil. We're probably about one minute in, listeners. I'm going to try and uh, judge it as best I can, so forgive me if I get any stats wrong in the cold light days in swinger from Ryan Longman there headed away for a Millwall throw in a Zian long throw now dear listeners dropped of course versus Leeds controversially I don't know um, I think I agreed with that decision I didn't agree with the performance that we all saw there so nod back uh, back in from Zian that's going to go for a goal kick a minute-ish into the game ish two minutes in there is a clock but it's not in its usual position in the top right hand corner doesn't help me where I sit, but still, who am I? At least the bird shit's been cleaned off. I've got to be grateful for some small mercies in this life, dear listeners. All I've got to moan about is the position of the countdown clock. Yeah, wild and windy and wet out there in the streets of Bermondsey. The only thing missing is Spring Hill Jack, dear listeners. The mythical beast of Bermondsey. Spring Hill Jack, if it's the only thing I didn't see tonight on the way down there. Little ball over the top for Kevin Nisbet to chase after. The Rotherham defender is with him. Puts it into touch. Another throw in. They have uh, Fred Onyedimmer in their squad. I don't see him in the in the Rotherham side. I don't think I see him. I hope he doesn't get beasted tonight. I've never had a problem with Fred. He wanted to go in the end because I think he knew his time was up. In comes the, the longish throw from Zian. Not a particularly long throw. That's hoofed clear by Rotherham. Millwall are attacking the away end in the first half as per the dictums of the venerable bead there listeners I didn't mention that I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bit lax with my venerable bead references I'm going to have to liven myself I think he's getting into the stadium so late that's kipping me Norton Cuffey I'm having uh, developed a really good reputation just over here 
a ball in a manner that I might if I was out there. If I found myself by some weird, you know, space-time slip and I found myself in a Millwall shirt out there, I found myself in a position where I might pass it forwards to my man on the wing, I would overhit it like Brooke Norton Cuffey just did there, listeners. We were on six minutes. That would be a strange twist of events, wouldn't it? Arguably, with a theory of multiple universes, there is such an event going on right now, somewhere in the uh, billions of potential universes that exist out there. Nice work by Norton Cuffey, making up for the uh, long ball we just over here. There's uh, Bradshaw on the right side. It's going to be a throw into Rotherham. Must have clipped off of Tom Bradshaw at the last there. Nice little flick header through from Kerry Nisbet. It falls to, to Zian. Nice bit of pace there. Maybe he's livened his um, world up a little bit there. He made a nice run through on the left side there. It's going to be another long throw. I, I think these are slightly wasteful and predictable Zian doesn't have a terribly long throw I don't know why we don't give it to Ryan Leonard in this situation this is Ryan Longman anyway ball in from the left that's a dangerous looking cross that's headed away at the near post for a left sided corner dear listeners so we've just gone past seven minutes ish is that Fred 14 you get this player getting a few boos down I wonder if that is Fred can't see from this distance dear listeners he's got a shaggier hairstyle so that Maybe what's um, confusing me. I'm easily confused at this stage of life. Bright start by the Lions. Ticking towards 10 minutes, according to my Bazell. Nice work, Brooke Norton Cuffey. He's a lovely player, I think. That's going to go for a right side corner. Millwall. Longman to take the right side corner. It's a deep one. It's towards Jake pulling backwards on the edge of the penalty area. It's uh, in the air. Still in the air. The Rotherham player didn't quite get hold of that. It's... Headed downwards by, by Zian, but into no danger, unfortunately. Rain pouring down incessantly out there, listeners. Little tuck inside. This is Campbell. Tried to fight, find uh, Zian Fleming on the inside, on the right side of the penalty area. There. It's been all Millwall so far, dear listeners. Tell me if you've heard this song before, but no results so far. No goal yet. My question to myself for my little spark notes that I do. You might not believe it, but I do do some prep for these shows. Um, my question to myself, maybe to you too, is can Rowett, Gary Rowett afford many more poor results, especially at the den? Just five wins at home, dear listeners, at Millwall, at, at Zampa Road, since January 2023. In 16 matches in all comps, I counted just five wins since January. Um, that's not acceptable. So the answer to my question is no, he can't afford many more of these. Any more? Many more. Nice little one-two. Murray Wallace now on the left side of the penalty area. He's got some space. Campbell. Norton Cuffey now on the right side. Gets a chance to put the ball into the danger zone. That's cleared. At the far post there. I think that is your Fred. I think it says on your dimmer, number 14. Yes, I think he is out there, listeners. You'll know the answer to that question by the time you hear this show. I don't know why I'm getting obsessed with it. It's a strange obsession. Who did that? A strange obsession. It was an 80s um, New Romantic song, I remember. Long ball in. Falls to Campbell now on the, on the right side. Takes on Fred. It's gone for a, a, right, a goal kick. Jill Savile warm up. No place for Jill Savile. Billy Mitchell, of course, drops tonight. Having a little laugh with the, uh, the crowd there. Jules just saying he's going to come back after I'm signed someone's shirt or something down there. Nice touch. Proper Millwall players, you'll say. Well, I like George. Speaking to the Southwark News, Gary Rowett said, that our plan today in this game is to go and build on some of the things we did well against Leeds. That, 
we, I suppose we raised a bit of bluster. We had, a, we had two, uh, we had some early chances, and then we had one great chance for Tom Bradshaw at the start of the second half, didn't we? Um, he wants to build on some of the things that we did so well, that we've done so well for, so far this season, to get a little bit more consistency, a little bit more solidarity, solidity, and when we're attacking and when we're defending. So um, that's basically everything. This was a line that intrigued me. Uh, Gary Rowett felt against Leeds there was a little bit of swing in the game. I take it he's not talking about the jazz style. I, don't, I suppose that was end-to-end -end meaning. Odd, odd, odd turn of phrase he's got sometimes. He's gone for a goal kick incidentally whilst I'm speculating what he might mean. In 16 minutes. Rotherham will turn up, he says. Yes, they have indeed. Uh, they're out there. Um, this is easy. I've been unfair and I'm pulling, just pulling to pieces what he said. In the, I'll stop it. Apparently we've won three of our last four games against Rotherham, including one of those five wins this, this year, which was a 3-0 win on New Year's Day. It seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? Back in January. Millwall pressing forwards now, 18 minutes into the game. No clear-cut chances, a lot of possession for us, a lot of um, busyness. Nothing clear-cut so far. Long ball forwards for Kevin Nisbet to chase down. He liked that, I don't like it. He's not a target man and he's being given long balls to run onto, which are invariably overhit. We've seen a lot of that this season. It's one of the criticisms I make of Gary Rowe. If we're going to play a long ball style, fine. I'm the last man on earth to criticise a long ball style. But pick players, pick some lumps up front, someone that can, uh, you know, a fashion clone or something, you know, to get on the end of it. There's a ball forwards there. Tom Bradshaw chased down. It falls to Kevin Nisbet. This is, this is Tom Bradshaw and uh, Alan Campbell on the right side. Ball into the box. Heady clear by the 27. Norton Cuffey. Ball floats through. Bouncing around in the danger zone. Rotherham failed to get it clear. There's a shot from the edge of the penalty by... Uh, volley by by Zion Fleming. It was wide. It drifted wide. Nice effort. Probably Millwall's best opportunity of sorts. Probably half an opportunity. Really, 20 minutes into the game. So yeah. Well, I don't know what you're on the telly, Mrs Hart said. Um, with it pissing down the rain outside, I must admit, it was a tempting prospect. Um, something in me said no. You go into the game tonight. Um, what strange compulsion it is. Really, following a football club is a strange beast, isn't it? If you analyse it too much, it falls apart. It's like, um, it's like trying to define jazz or something, and it? you know, it's kind of like an indefinable as to why you do it. Ticking just past 21 minutes, halfway through the first half. Millwall on the attack. It's been almost entirely Millwall possession. Um, that shot wide by Zian just a few moments ago, being our only real chance so far. He drifts past his man. It's got to be a free kick. It is. Free kick, Millwall. Got a round slating there. We should set up a, you know, an unofficial, like a Millwall old boys. Like they have that in rugby union. They old old boys of somewhere, some school. It should be a Millwall old boys. All into the box, headed downwards. Offside, anyway. Goalkeeper took on the line. It was Jake with a header downwards. What they say about jazz, if you've got to explain it, you ain't going to understand the answer. I think that's probably where I'm standing on football support, dear listeners. Anyway, ball breaks. This is... Nisbet combining with Tom Bradshaw, he bars into the air, can he get a shot just over the bar? Edge of the penalty area, best move of the match by Millwall. Probably shot a little bit too far out for comfort, it was probably about a yard over the right side uh, corner of the goal there. 25 minutes. Nice ball inside, finds Alan Campbell. Brooke Norton Cuffey. 
overcooks it to Campbell, who does well to pick it up there. Nice play. Longman now on the left. Jinx forward has a shot. 1 0 Millwall, beautiful goal. Ryan Longman, edge of the penalty area. Fantastic strike, 26 minutes. Millwall lead it, 1 0. Beautiful goal. Early contender goal of the season, given time and space to get the shot away, in fairness, but he did well to get it on target, top right hand corner. First goal for the club, Ryan Longman, nicely done. That's a burden taken off the collective shoulders of the den, dear listeners. Off of my, my shoulder, it gives you the right hump when you get beat, like we did against Leeds. Messes with your weekend, but this is, that's much better. Nice finish. I was thinking, I've been to both of the incarnations of Rotherham's grounds. I, years ago, um, late 70s, went up to an FA Cup tie up there, one all draw at Millmore, which I believe is their old, their old stadium, but I believe it still exists. I think it's still intact. I don't know if they use it for reserve football or what it's used for, but um, I don't think it's been demolished. A very old-fashioned, old-school, you know, terraced, uh, seated on one side, football ground. Um, and I do remember we were 1-0 down till very late. I think Barry Kitchener got a very, very late equaliser. And that would have been around 77, 78, because I was working, had the money to go away. Um, I think we won the replay, if memory serves. I'd, I'd have to check that bit. But I do remember travelling away to Rotherham. I think it might have been a football special. I think they, they, I don't remember changing it. It might have been a direct train to Rotherham. Mill spreading the play whilst I reminisce. This is Norton Cuffey on the right side. He's jinked his way into the penalty area. Backwards and forwards. It's lofted into the air. It took a deflection. Now, unfortunately, it falls to Zian. Longman. This is uh, Denor. We're going backwards slightly, but we do keep possession. So, yeah, Millmore. Late 70s. And then, um, more recently, went up to the new, new, the new York Stadium. Glorious name for a football ground, which is... Not a bad stadium, but it looks for all the world like a, an alien spacecraft has landed in the midst of a, a post-industrial dystopian wasteland. Nice stadium, though. New York Stadium, but it, I always feel it should be hosting the, the Brooklyn Dodgers or you know, New York Gothams or something. Not Rotherham United, a name like that. I remember going up there, we changed at Sheffield, and we had like a, a one-horse-type shuttle train that took us from Sheffield into, into Rotherham. Which the only thing was missing was like they have in the old westerns where you have two guys pushing a, a lever up and down to make it go forwards. That was about the only thing that was missing from this uh, rickety old um, carriage. Here's Mill on the break though. 31 minutes. Morton Cuffey on the right. Ball into the box. Almost fell into the path of Tom Bradshaw. Rotherham do bring away though. 32 ish minutes. Murray fires it into his. Countryman Nisbet spreads it wide to his another, uh, that's the most Scots we've had in the team for a long while. Now. Alan Campbell, Nisbet, and, and Murray. Good to see it. Ball in is an uh, instinctive header by Tom Bradshaw. So down was no power the goalkeeper, but uh, nice move. Yeah, that's, that's got to be the most Scots that we've had in a middle side in a long time. When did we last have three Scotsmen in our team, dear listeners? I can't think off the top of my head. Maybe in the late 90s when we had. Um, Jimmy Nickel and he brought the uh, the likes of Davy Sinclair. Who can remember Davy Sinclair with his tattooed teeth? Ball breaks. This is Ian Fleming now. Little chips ball into the box. There's a head down from Nisbet. It's Tom Bradshaw. Falls to Denor. Tried to blast it hard. He's been well tackled there by 
a Rotherham player. Looks like he's um, hobbled away from that. He's all, looks like he's all right. Steve Crawford, Davy Sinclair, players of that ilk, perhaps. Perhaps, I don't know. We're talking about that kind of late 90s era in that case, aren't we? Rice ball down the, right, the left channel to Zian Fleming from Lyme Longman. Zian takes his man on him, don't quite beat him. Gets a good cross in there, there's a nice snap header by Kevin Nisbet. Goalkeeper got down for it, unfortunately, but it's a nice move. Good. Um, Zian playing slightly left of centre tonight. He looks more effective for it, he's taking men on, beating them. Um, there's the Zian song. So it's a better evening for Zian Fleming. Chicken towards 41 minutes, I'd say. Second goal would give us a measure of comfort in this game. I mean, Rotherham have shown nothing, but that's, um, I'm always wary of saying that because they're the kind of scuffling side. They've not looked up so much, but it's the kind of team that might scuffle an equaliser at some point. This is Ryan Longman, the crowd urging him to shoot every time he gets the ball. That's a great shot by Casper Denor. Down low and hard. Blocked by the goalkeeper on the line. There's the half-time whistle. Pretty routine workout for Mill so far, which is uh, most welcome. Mill leading it by that excellent goal, excellent hit by Ryan Longman. Robin shown nothing throughout the whole half. Mill had plenty of possession. And Will, as I think Gary Rowe said, we're probably coming in, unusually perhaps, thinking that they should be further ahead. But as it is, very, very welcome. 1-0 lead at the half-time. Mill won, Rotherham United, nil half-time. Achtung, Millwall. Welcome back to the Den, dear listeners. The wind whistling around the Den, the flags fluttering across on the roof of the Ducker Stand. The Millwall side are certainly out for the second half, just waiting for the entrance of Rotherham. Um, pretty decent half, really. It's, it's welcome, as I said at the end of the first period. Uh, I thought it was routine, if anything, from the Lions' point of view, but we've still got to be wary of Rotherham. They've not shown anything at all going forwards, but uh, how many times have we skidded along the metaphorical banana skin in our time as, as Lions fans, dear listeners. We don't want to skid this tonight, that's for sure. Lions will be kicking off, second half, attacking the cold blow lane end, as per the dictums of the Venerable Bede, writing in 9th century Jarrow Monastery, dear listeners. The Lindisfarne Chronicles, he stuck all that in there. In the second half, Mill must always be attacking the cold blow lane end. Den looks about half full tonight, listeners. I don't know what the official crowd will be when it's published. Um, in reality, it looks like it's about half. I think a lot of people just couldn't be bothered tonight, and I, I don't blame them. I could barely be bothered, as I've said already in this show. But here I am. Glad i come out. But I wouldn't um, hold it against anyone who had a ticket and thought, I just can't be arsed with that tonight. Big shout-out to Doug in Sweden, who messaged me at half-time on WhatsApp. Uh, obviously pleased that we all are to be leading. It's not the end of the story yet, but we are leading at half-time. He's asking the question as to whether we're any better or not. Or, these are very poor opponents, have been poor so far. Are we any better or are we just playing against poor opponents? This is a chance, here's the 18th. This is Fred on your dinner. Oh, we got the goal in the, ball in the net now. <laughs> Offside, though. Pressing further forwards in the second half, as they must, because they showed nothing in the first half. They've, they've looked a bit brighter. A goal behind, and that was um, unlucky. I think he'd given us offside there by, uh, against Fred. 48 minutes or so. Had a conversation with an alternative podcast provider, dear listeners, the other day. Um, I'm with Acast. They've been for some years now. I find them okay, to be honest. Um, but it was, a, I don't know if it was headhunted, but you get approaches every now and again from alternative pod, uh, podcast platforms. 
uh, won't, won't name them the chat was very pleasant I, uh, I did a Zoom call with him um, looking at basically the uh, sales pitch was that we can get more money out of the advertising for the for the podcast and the way that you do that is you basically cram in more adverts um, advert breaks every 20 minutes I, I, in the end I declined the offer because I don't want to load this show up with loads of adverts you have to have some obviously at the start of the show um, and I get the choice of to place an advert break halfway through uh, the show or not which I tend to do for the long hour long ones I normally put a, a, an advert break somewhere around the halfway point um, but it's my choice um, the two at the start I think they stick some on the end I, I don't know who listens to the end of the uh, podcast to hear the adverts but uh, certainly the two at the start you can't really avoid and I don't have any control as to who advertises on there uh, that's all ACAST business but the, the, the approach was you can make more money out of the podcast which we give away as you know as a listener we give it away um, having weighed it all up um, I declined it because this is fundamentally a hobby for me and it's quite pleasant to make a few quid not fortune so I'm not, I'm not moving out to the British Virgin Islands on the strength of it but you get enough to well the donations you see how much we donate to the the food hub is about 100 quid or so every month normally so um, that's with the advertising we've got at the moment. That's, that's enough for me. I, I'm not here to try and um, get more out of it, screw more money out of it. I had to laugh though at one point because I did this Zoom call with this young 20-something, very pleasant boy. Um, but he said, <laughs> I suppose there were standard questions, interview-style questions when he's talking, but what are my ambitions for the podcast? And I must admit, it took me aback a little bit, listeners, because I, I, I said I don't actually have any... <laughs> Uh, what's his name it wasn't Joe but I'm going to call him Joe I said I don't have any Joe <laughs> it's just to carry on doing what I'm doing I'm not going to aim to be um, you know some kind of YouTube um, name um, I do what I do and as long as people want to listen to that and if they enjoy it um, also being sensible for as long as I think I can still do it and do it justice because so I've got some substitutions coming whilst I pour my heart out to your listeners it's like what more's going to come in coming in for Nisbet one substitute uh, one more of him for Nisbet ticking towards 50 mi- 55 minutes so yeah um, there it is it's all going to stay I'm going nowhere it's a bit like the speech in the uh, Wolf of Wall Street I ain't going nowhere not that it made any difference to you as a listener you've had more adverts which you might have rebelled against and slung me in for an alternative podcast I don't know this is what more on the left Looking to break into the box. He's ball into the near post. It almost fell to Tom Bradshaw. This is Ian Fleming, 2-0. Fired in from the left side of the penalty area. Along the daisy cutter, along the deck, into the bottom right-hand corner. Zian Fleming, dear listeners. 57 minutes. Mill lead it. 2-0. We've got that cushion. We've got that little bit of nice, comfy cushion that I wanted. Nice finish, Ian Fleming. Ball in from the left side. Nice run by Duncan Watmore. Ball zigged back to, across the face of the goal. It, it falls into the path of Zian Fleming, who slams it home with a plum. Right, bottom right corner, 2-0. I do hope we've got top-level British Museum-level security on Ryan. Then. This is a fragile Ming vase at the best of times. And the uh, British Museum's security is famed around the world, isn't it? That's the level we need to put Ryan Leonard into. That's 63 minutes or so into the game. Ball's into the box. That's short, unfortunately. Our crossing hasn't been terribly dangerous, listeners, in my opinion. 
my humble opinion. That is an area that Gary Rout needs to work on, I think. This is Norton Cuffey taking his man on. It's loose ball, loose ball. Assessment of Norton Cuffey, I, I, I like him. Certainly good at our level. Is he Premier League level, if I was Arsenal? Um, I can see why they've loaned him out. Uh, he, he looks good in, in moments, but then does something very, very silly. Like there, just gave the ball away for no, you know, unforced error. So I can see why they've, they put him on loan. I think he was at Coventry last season. He's with us this season. I get that. Um, whether that can be eradicated from his game or not, I don't know. But um, it would certainly be a flaw at Arsenal's level, I would think. This is a free kick for Rotherham. About halfway inside a half, just right of centre. In it comes. Deep one. It's uh, headed wide by Fred. Another wild choice of um, overhead kick by Norton Cuffey. It works its way through to Bart, but... Um, there was an aimless overhead kick backwards towards our own goal, which could have released Rotherham. So, you know, um, my point earlier on stands, I think he's a talented boy. I think he's got pace, creativity. Um, some of his decision-making, I think, would be of concern to Arsenal. Maybe they're hoping that's what um, he works on during this, you know, spell in the Championship with us and, and previously with Coventry. I was reading um, Tony Monday, an arch-critic of Billy Mitchell, um, when I was half time looking through Twitter and I can't remember how he put it but he was, he was pleased that Billy's been dropped and that we should see a more logical I think, I think that's the, the thing I would say to anyone that hasn't seen tonight's proceedings we do look a bit more coherent it does look a bit more logical that word again and uh, so far against poor opponents you've got to be said there's a ball into the from the corner into the far posts we can just stay with this this is Denor this is Fleming right side out to what more? Denor. It's going to go for a right-sided corner. Um, yeah, 2-0 up. What are we on now? We're on 60, 68 minutes or so. Looking good. In truth, Rotherham haven't presented any real opposition. That's the only caveat that I would stick into my assessment so far. Your Honour. Then end the heart, KC. Two more mill substitution. Longman's coming out. So like Joe Bryan's coming in. And uh, Jill Savile coming in. Standing applause for, for Ryan Longman, dear listeners. I believe tonight's game is going out on, was on Mill TV, for sure. It's a sort of stream. And also on the red button for Sky Television. I think it's the red button game. Um, report I saw earlier on. I think the Daily Telegraph was reporting a proposal that Sky want to up their Premier League coverage by claiming a 6.30 Sunday night slot. I suppose that gives you Super Sunday, doesn't it? With a 2 o'clock, 4 30 and then 6.30 game because you don't get enough Premier League football as it is dear listeners I must admit I didn't I couldn't be asked watching any of the uh, Champions League coverage last night there was a whole whole. I wonder why I'm paying for half of this stuff actually I'm going to have to have a review of my finances because I'm paying for channels that I'm just not following not interested as for the 6.30 well of course you know the good old travelling public the, uh, the, the legacy fans that actually do go and watch matches are the least of anyone's Concerns. I think I saw the FSA, the Supporters Associations, Football Supporters Asso Association, have condemned it. Um, any right-minded football fan should condemn it. Whether that's going to stop it or not is another matter. I dare say the three o'clock kickoff uh, ruling, you know, no live football at three o'clock, will be the next to go. That's begging for it as well, isn't it? We break forward, Ryan Leonard, 76 minutes on a, on a, on a surging run. He's, Put, uh, put him across the box there and uh, Brian couldn't quite catch hold of it put it wide 
Good run by Ryan Leonard, but does his surging midfield runs. Really powerful on the ball. Great to see it. Good applause for him. Got the crowd fired up there, but couldn't quite get across and he was tackled at last and, and Brian couldn't get any purchase on, on the ball when it came to him. That's about 76 minutes into the second half. Bloke just left the um, West Upper. Made a, a flamboyant show of applauding the, the travelling Rotherham's. Oh, I can't believe there's many, I can't see them. But I always find it fascinating, the kind of lone gesture made across the vast expanse of a football stadium. Unless you have the attention of one individual over there, who, who sees it? And what? It's like a lonely, lonely gesture. Of, it was a ball forward, before I waffle on, to uh, Zian Fleming on the left side. He backheels it, unfortunately, to a red shirt. Five minutes left in the game, 85 minutes. Yeah, there's something kind of noble and lonely about the single wanker sign being directed. Uh, a sea of faces. I don't know if there's met many Rotherham fans down here tonight. I wouldn't have thought a few hundred at most. This is any expatriates, a diaspora, the Rotherham diaspora in London. But there's something kind of um, noble about the single applause. Was that, I don't know, what that, what that was like a, an acknowledgement of the travelling support or was it a sarcasm? I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. This is Millwall in possession over on the left side. We've spread the play quite nicely. Whether, the, whether our opponents have been poor, whether we've been good is, is a moot point. I'll, I'll take this as a, as a much-needed um, shot in the arm, though. A dose of Andrew's liver salts in a season where you've been a bit, you know, bunged up, if you understand my references. I think you do. Every time I go to say Joe Bryan, I think of... Um, there was a flamboyant New York disco... May well have been gay disco artist of the early 70s called Joe Bryaf. And every time I say Joe Bryan, the image of Joe Bryaf leaps into my head. Six minutes of added time, dear listeners. Denor's done well. I think I'm going to make Denor my man of the match, dear listeners. I mean, um, there's still six minutes to go. I'm going to hold back on that. But certainly, based on the overall performance, I think we've looked a lot more coherent in midfield tonight Denor's done very very well we've moved the ball quickly and he's been in the uh, you know the key the key man in that in that change so um, yes Rotherham haven't been great but you, you can only beat who's in front of you as the saying goes and we've done well tonight this is Duncan Watmore on the break running into space acres of space literally he checks unfortunately there's no one in the middle he didn't have much to um, aim at there the crowd give him a little bit of uh, Stick. He goes down on the corner flag. Going to be a mill free kick over by the right side corner flag. He checked his run there somewhat, dear listeners. But I think primarily because there was um, nothing obvious in the middle to aim at, but also I think the crowd wanted to see a third goal. The fickle entertainment addicts that they are. A chance to put the ball into the danger zone. It's almost a corner by any other name. Floated deep, deep, deep over the heads of everybody. It falls to, to Zian on the left uh, corner of the, of the penalty area a little bit of one-two with Joe Brown will he have a shot? he will it's blocked it falls to Tom Bradshaw 3-0 Millwall shot blocked falls into the path of Tom Bradshaw finishes with authority dear listeners I think he might have used the old outside of the boot there 3-0 let's have a look at that again I've, I've shuffled over so I can see the replay rain pouring down out there checked in shot blocked Falls to Tom Bradshaw, who puts it into the top left-hand corner with authority. It's nice to see three goals going in, listeners. 
I think the last time we got three was against Sheffield United, which would be, was that in February? We've certainly looked a lot better in this game. And this gives us a nice buzz to be going up to the Hawthorns on Saturday. Well, we give us a wave. <laughs> I think it's a wary relationship on both sides, listeners. It's the kind of thing that Dear Deirdre might deal with in the sun. Dear Deirdre, my, my partner kind of blows hot and cold. Kofsky, there's the full-time whistle. Uh, good result, Millwall. It finishes Millwall 3, Rotherham United 0. Um, deserved 3-0 winners by some distance. Uh, Rotherham showed us really very little in the first half, very little in the second half. And uh, the Lions did what they needed to do. Um, a welcome relief. A man that a match... Oh, I'm going to go with Casper Denor. I think I mentioned him already. Um, otherwise, a good team performance across the board. And I do feel a lot more relieved, dear listeners. And uh, we'll be back very, very shortly after these messages. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Beautiful sunny morning, dear listeners, after the tempest of the night before. Um, joining me to chew over the cud of that routine win last night is Mr. Neil Fisler. How are you doing, Neil? Not too bad, Nick. Not too bad indeed. I've seen that described, that 3-0 win last night, as a regulation win, Neil. I think it was. I mean, I'd have been very worried if we couldn't get past Rotherham, who looked very poor last night, I thought. Yeah, I don't think there'll be too many worse teams in this league this season. In fact, I looked at the table yesterday for the first time in a couple of weeks to see where everybody was. And I cannot believe that Middlesbrough... And uh, yeah. Swans here actually below them in the table. They were yeah. absolutely rank, weren't they? They were, oh, they're unspeakably awful. 
Well, already I'm just looking at the table, um, as you mentioned it, um, Rotherham 21st after that 3-0 um, beating last night. Um, but you're right, look at the clubs below them. I mean, I'd be deeply worried if I was Middlesbrough, Sheffield Wednesday, another huge club, and Swansea. Um, they played at a higher level in their time. But to be um, already three points adrift in that bottom uh, bottom three section would be worrying. But the cliche has it, you can only beat the team that takes the field in front of you. And we, we did that well enough, I thought, last night. Um, I thought it was actually a reasonably refreshing performance, albeit with a caveat they weren't up to much. But I actually enjoyed my night going down a den, even in those conditions, Neil. Yeah, well, I think your first point's quite right, that... Uh... If we hadn't have won, <laughs> would have been would have had to questions <laughs> as to why we didn't win. Uh, but they it, horrible night. Leeds defeat three four days before. Yeah, yeah, but it was just made. Yeah, Rotherham have won what nine games in nine they've got an summer. awful record haven't they I can't remember the stats but they haven't yeah. won in a long while it um, had all yeah. the makings when uh, yeah when they said on on Millwall TV hmm. yeah when they gave those stats your heart dropped to be fair it was a workmanlike performance we yep. created a fair few chances Yep. We didn't take yeah, we didn't take them. I think Nisbet I, I, yeah, well, I mean, the hell he missed up free header from about five yards is beyond me. Yeah. Uh, but I actually thought that we that we left goals out there. Yeah, but if I'm totally honest, I'd quite like to have seen uh the Irish lad and SA. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I would have thought whether they're whether he's resting them for some reason, I don't know. I mean, it was um, unfortunately Lisbeth left the field in the fifty-fifth minute, yeah, fifty-five last night. Apparently injured, so I haven't seen any news on that yet, Neil. But that's that's um, one more to add to the butcher's bill at um, Calmont Road. Um, I mean, he came to us with a, a track record of injury of his knee. Let's hope he can get back uh, in action. I, I like him. I, I agree about the missed chance. Um, I don't also include Zian Fleming. He had a pretty much a free header and put it wide when you'd have expected him to hit the target in the first half. But, you know, there's the, the match stats probably tell that story. 20 shots, eight shots on target. Yes, three goals, but um, you would have looked for a bit more out of the evening, really, given the, the paltry opponents that were up against. They did look poor, didn't they? Yeah, they were. They were, they were awful. And it says something when I think that Fred on, on the dimmer. Uh, looked like their best players had been on this long period, didn't they? And uh, I will confess that when he curled that shot in, yeah, I was so relieved to see that Lino's flag go up because I think I'd posted on Hoff about 30 seconds before I does Fred get we're robbing get living in football um <laughs> I, offside apparently I, I i watched it this morning on the um the highlights reel that the club have put out um it was a very close call i mean it, it probably was just offside but i've seen those offside, yeah i think he was yeah. offside i think he was in front of jake cooper i yeah. think it was he, i think it was quite safe to say that he was offside but Christ almighty it was a good finish 
good finish. Yeah, he was playing without it being Fred, the Fred show. Um, he was playing in a bizarre kind of more defensive role at times in the first half, and I, I, I don't know if the if the Rotherham manager is some kind of football visionary, but I've never seen I've never seen Fred playing too too that deep before. But anyway, maybe maybe he's developed that part of his game. I don't know. You know, we, we've we've praised Millwall. We're going to praise the, them in a moment. But I just want to mention actually that the the disallowed goal was a a good uh, leading tax. I, I just still think we're a little bit fragile defensively when teams pass and move fast. I mean, we didn't see an awful lot of that from Rotherham. We saw a lot of it from Leeds on Sunday, a different level of um, level of side. But we still look a bit fragile defensively, which um, we're by no means so bad. I believe that we should struggle in the division, but I don't think with you know unless that's solved at some stage, I don't see us progressing particularly easily either. Because I think good teams will beat us. Or score goals against them, shall we say? Yeah, I think that Leeds, Norwich, another team that that looked pretty good against us at times, didn't they? Mm, they did, from what I can remember. Yeah, uh, I don't like three central defenders, hands hand up. I yeah, think it creates too many gaps for people to run into. Yeah, and playing with two wing backs, who I thought got caught up field too often against Leeds, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I thought last night was, yeah, it, I can see where you're coming from. And all of a sudden, Bart seems to give everybody the heebie-jeebies, doesn't he? <laughs> he did a good save. Yeah. He saved one. I think the, the Rotherham forward, was that in the second half? I think it was. Uh, the Rotherham forward caught onto a ball over the top and got in front of our defence, which again is just to hammer my point, really. But um, he got down nicely for that, and that was probably about the only time really he was called into action, other than to pick the ball out when um, Fred put it in the net. But what we'll um, say about the defence, Nick, is doesn't Ryan Leonard look good? That's very good, very good indeed. Absolutely yeah. superb again last night. And Ryan Longman, yeah, he looks yeah, okay. Yeah, well, we can debate whether or not a wing back's a defender or not. But we had a fantastic game, and so did Norton Cuffey on the other side. For me, yeah, but, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, but I, but I actually think that Ryan Leonard is looking the business. If we can keep him fit, yep. Yeah, well, maybe we should stop talking about his fitness. <laughs> Don't even mention it again, Neil. We we, we shan't talk about it because I yeah, I'm with you, with you 100%. Um, yeah, well, that's yeah, well, that's send him a bit of good juju. <laughs> <laughs> he made a fantastic run, it was in the second half, uh, a real surging old school midfielder, box to box midfielder run. Forwards, and it's the most exhilarating thing when you see him getting forward like that. But I, I, I think you're right. We probably shouldn't talk about him anymore, listeners, because we don't want to put the hex on him. Um, Longman, I, I, I like Longman. He, he showed a bit of flair and pizzazz, something we haven't seen for quite a while, really. I mean, we see it occasionally when Ramon Essay comes into the side, but Longman looks like um, a good player. Um, I, it, it fascinates me the different games that people see now because on set on Sunday, sorry, Sunday. I saw some criticisms of Longman online and people saying, no, he's no good and, you know, uh, all sorts of stuff. And it wasn't the same. I mean, I, I thought he was one of our better players in a, in a, a poor 
result on Sunday, but last night I thought he really looked the part and a great strike for the opening goal. He's given loads of space, in fairness, but you've still got to put it in the net, and he did. I, I like him. To be honest, I yeah, well, I don't know where the criticism of him on Sunday came from. He was one of the few plus points out of that. Oh, game. So. Yeah, and uh, I do wonder. Who in the hell have Hull got playing there if they've allowed him to join <laughs> up? Yeah, because they must be a wash with talent, listen. Yeah, because so far he looks like he's going to be a very, very good signing. Hopefully, hopefully we've got some kind of uh, clause at a reasonable price because hopefully. so far I've, I'd quite like him to. I'd quite like him to kick on, and I think he could be a very good player for us. But going back to the criticism, yeah, well, let's face it, Harlan could play for us and he'd miss <laughs> Tipper yeah, in the first five minutes and would be written off as being shit, wouldn't he? Let's face it. That Millwall way, you have to, you, you have to accept, especially in the modern age. Instant, uh, instant judgment. Yeah, yeah. basically. And uh, yeah, but I don't know. There was a very good debate on Hoff this morning about uh, about the sudden entitlement of Millwall fans. Okay, okay. Marawit, yeah, the Rowett's obviously led us to what three, four top ten yeah. finishes. Consistently, we've finished. Or top, I think the eleventh was our lowest finish. Other than that, is eighth. And yeah, I think a ninth. But anyway, you know what I mean. It, yeah. We're in the we're in the top ten. We expect to be in top ten now. Yeah. yeah, and are we? And the criticism of him, my criticism. I don't think he's a crap manager, to be honest. And I know that I got a, we had a back and forth on a Sunday mm. about yeah about is he the right man for the job? My main criticism. Of him is the football's fucking boring. Well, that's, that's, I'd say the same. Um, football, you know, awful. I can accept winning. Yeah, well, obviously you accept winning, but I can accept losing. Yeah, yeah. And that's part and parcel of football. But what I can't take is poor football. We're in an entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Agree. Like it or not. But last night, yeah, well, let's not go down that route. Otherwise, it's a rabbit hole that we'll probably never get out of. <laughs> but no, I, night, I mean, he produced a performance. His team produced a performance for him last night. Um, what's very noticeable about Gary Rowett at Millwall, yeah? Whenever yeah. his back is against the wall, <laughs> after, after a couple of poor results, and... And the social media amplification is we've got to get rid of him. He's a dead man walking. Yeah. Yep. Manager we've had in 30 years, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's probably yeah. helped by the fact that we played Rotherham last night. But they go out and they can, they can produce a decent performance. And last night we saw that. We saw a decent performance. I'll go back to my original point. I think we left some goals out there. Yeah, well, I was going to call him Eskenazi for a minute. I'm thinking of the Middlesex cricketer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I say I would love to have seen them just given a little run. Give Give them 45 minutes. Give them... 
half an hour. Give them 40 minutes. To get amongst it, yeah. Because that was the type of game where they could have gone out in god-awful conditions and really, really impressed, in my view. Built some confidence. He was talking. Yeah. Uh, Rarick was talking about building confidence, and I, I, I agree. I agree with you. Um, it'd have been nice to have seen him, Arku, or, uh, or or SA at some stage last night. Maybe we'll see him Saturday at, uh, at West Bromwich Albion. I just want to mention the uh, Casper De Nornil as well. Um, oh, what's well, what signing? What what a signing? What a player! I mean, no no Billy Mitchell last night. No, well, largely no George Savile. He came in late. In the game, but um, the starting eleven featured Casper uh, de Noor in the kind of I suppose, what would you call it a holding position? I suppose is the is the term. But um, I thought he looked really, really intelligent, really strong on the ball. Um, and I think Gary Rowett said in his post match interview that he's going to be a good signing, and I agree with him. He looks a good player. Oh mate, he looks. Yeah, well, we say that Longman looks the business. This guy looks looks at another level. Yeah, I agree. As for somebody that you almost scoffed at, Christ Almighty, what we're signing him for? Mm. Because nobody had heard of him. He's coming and he started off fantastically, got injured, and it's like he's never been away. It's yeah, it's like he doesn't need a couple of games to to find his feet again. I don't think he'll be the superstar signing that maybe we thought Fleming was. No. But I think he's going to be a, a really, really good Millwall type of player. An efficient an efficient player. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, Fleming, just as you mentioned his name there, I thought he looked far better last night. He was taking men on. He was trying to beat them. Um, he looked happier. Maybe with the quality around him that he's got now, you can see good quality players across the midfield, largely. The only one I might have any reservations, and we haven't really seen the best of him yet, yet is Alan Campbell. But, um, you know, jury's out there. But otherwise, we've got a pretty good-looking, skillful midfield. And it seems to bring the best out of Zian last night. Um, and it was great to see him score that goal. It was a nicely taken finish, actually, for the second goal that put the game, um, you know, really to bed at that point. Once we went two ahead, I didn't think Rotherham were ever going to come back from that. So, was, you know, he looked enlivened last night, Zian. Yeah, I wonder if he's been cruising. He... It looks if like he's been cruising through games and maybe yeah, but I don't know if the transfer talk Burnley turned his head in the summer. Maybe for maybe. my one chance to play in the Premier League, but yeah, he's a young bloke. I mean, you know, my head was easily turned in in those days, far away. So I'm sure his his could be turned as well. The thought of the you know, the, the riches of the Premier League and, and, and stardom. into Burnley because it's one of the biggest shitholes in the north of England. <laughs> that would hold me back. That would hold me back, I must say. <laughs> yeah. But no, he looked he looked enlivened last night, so it was good to see. Nicely taken goal. Um, I, wonder how much, I wonder how much being dropped on Sunday for a huge game leads well, home. Massive game. Full house. TV. Sky TV. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how much that gave him a little bit of a kick up the arse, because he hasn't looked. He he was a total revelation when he first arrived last year. Yes, he was. The first half of last season, you thought, "What in the earth are we signed here?" Mm. And uh, yeah, but I think we all got carried away. Well, 
Yeah, but thirty million pounds tags were being put on him. Also, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, I don't think it did him any harm, Neil. Yeah. I don't think it did him any harm to get dropped in a big game. It's high, high profile. Stars expect to take the field in those kind of situations, don't they? And perhaps Zian fell into the, the trap easily to fall, easy to fall into. Listeners, we can all fall into it. I thinking he is the star, and his his place is assured. And I think maybe. That wasn't a bad bit of um, psychology by, by Gary Rowett to just to stick him on the bench, um, you know, teach him a lesson perhaps, I don't know. Yeah, very, very good piece of man management if that was the case to show him that he isn't the Bertie Big Bollocks that he, no. that he might think he is. Yeah, well, we could be wrong. Yeah, but, yeah, but everything I've seen about him, he looks like quite a grounded player. He seems like a nice boy. Um, yeah. I mean, I've never, I spoke to him only in the most brief, say hello to him, um, when he first arrived last season. I, was, I did a pitch side thing with, with uh, Aaron, and it was only, a, but he seemed a very decent young man, and everything I've seen about him reinforces that. But, you know, you don't know what kind of um, ruts. Uh, professional sportsmen fall into Neil, so it's possible. Um, that said, if, if, if dropping him means we get stuff three 0 by a very good side, I'm, not, I'm praising Gary Rowett's psychology. And may, maybe the result might might make me think twice. I don't know. Um, up front, I was good to see Tom Bradshaw get that late goal as well. That was nice, a nice finish, and good to see him get on the score sheet. I, I like Tom Bradshaw. Um, yeah, huge amount of energy. Yeah, Millwall type of player, isn't he? Absolutely. He runs his nuts off for 90 minutes if he's on the pitch for 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, he'll miss... <laughs> yeah, but he'll miss a fair few. Sometimes you'll wonder, Christ almighty, what's he doing? But then he'll just charge around and you give him the ball inside that six-yard box or in and around that six-yard box. He doesn't often miss. No. Does he? And his, his willingness to run and run it has a Jimmy Abdu quality. Um, uh, you know, he, he will just keep going and going for ninety minutes, and uh, that's very much the kind of player that Mill need. Uh, I think he is a Millwall type player, very much so. And he's always got a smile on his face, and he was, oh, that's that's quite riff. He always seems to be a happy person, which uh, I think can be infectious. My my fingers are crossed for Kevin Nisbet because I do think he's a great finisher. He's got to be given the right service, but um, leaving the field on 55 last night, we, we just have to kind of hope and pray that he's not badly injured out for some time. Um, he has had a, been plagued with injuries over his career, hasn't he? Yeah, two thoughts. I was actually going to agree with you about Bradshaw and playing with a smile on his face because I had the same thought when we started to talk about him. The as for as for Rab, as he's been tagged, <laughs> uh, I think I think we all feared the worst when we saw him go down because it was off the ball. There was yeah, I don't think there was a Rotherham player within five. I don't remember seeing it. No, no. But I think the good thing was that he got up and he walked off. Yes, yes. He walked around the pitch. And, yeah. uh I don't know if he's tweaked something. Uh, I think if it was any serious damage, they certainly wouldn't let him walk around the pitch. No, they carry him off, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, because he because because he went off what halfway line, Docker's side. Yeah, and yeah. Then walked all the way around. I'm hoping amongst 
all hope that it isn't serious. Is there enough of a turnaround before Saturday? Oh. They might rest him for Saturday. I'm just going to come on to that with West Brom away. They drew two each at Watford last night and they sit um, below us, I think, in the table. Um, yeah, uh, 15th to out, out now, 11th we've, we've shot up following that win. Um, so it's become a bit of a pantomime fixture, isn't it? West Brom away then with the Jed Wallace factor. Um, I think it's going to be a tough... If we if we can get something out of that, then I really feel, we will feel that we've, we're set for... You know, a decent decent level of season of, of some description because I think that's another tough away fixture for us coming up Saturday. Yeah, the Jed Wallace situation, <laughs> Judas Jed. <laughs> yeah, but I do smile when I think of John and uh, and the other lads. We uh, <laughs> do winding them up with Judas Jed, but uh, but yeah, no, you're right. It. But West Brom are a team that are almost as inconsistent as we are. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, were they 2-1 up last night and drew 2-2 or were they 2-0? Uh, maybe. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. It, it was, yeah, I so, know yeah, that Jed scored. Um, he scored, yeah. yeah. Well, 2-0 up, weren't they? 2-0, uh, 14 minutes and 17 minutes. Then Watford pulled back to, uh, 23rd. Uh, th- no, no, it was 2-1. Sorry, you're right. I was misreading the... Uh, three minutes and Watford went ahead, then they've gone 2 1, then they pulled it back to two each, and that's how it stayed. So, yeah, um, not unbeatable, I think, is probably the right takeaway from that. Yeah, I was listening to, uh, I was listening to, I think it was White and Jordan on uh, on uh, Talk Sport yesterday morning. They were talking about West Brom. Mm. They've got this Chinese owner who doesn't want to spend any money anymore. <laughs> And they're in the deep financial mire. They're talking about they didn't sell enough players in the summer to to keep them going. They're talking about a fire sale in January. Wow. Uh, Yeah, it was quite heartening to hear, actually, because you you think this is a club that's in turmoil. Let's go up there and let's... uh, Let's get something. Yeah, but that's yeah. something out of the game. Then you have a look. Yeah, but then you're watching the Millwall game, and all of a sudden, you you see they're one nil down, and you think, "Oh yeah, fantastic! Watford are going to spank them here." Then they go two <laughs> one up, and you hear Jed Wallace has scored the second goal. <laughs> you think, "Oh no!" Then it was two two, but uh, I think what we've got to do is, I think this weekend we've got to we we can't. Make Jed Wallace the pantomime villain. No, I agree. I agree. I think, but this is a Millwall. I don't know how many we're taking up there. Probably take a fair few because of that that factor. But I'm sure they will make him into the panto uh, yeah. villain of, of the piece. But I do agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But I think for once we need to forget that we're football's policemen. <laughs> the conscience of football. Yeah, the conscience of football. Yeah, and the conscience of a of a footballer who, 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 for whatever reason, I still think he's strung us along. But let's not go down that road. But yeah. I think we just need to ignore him, to be quite honest, because he will feed off. The, yeah, the energy. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. he will yeah. feed off what's coming from us, and he will yeah. right. And I'm going to show you fuckers to a man 
how I can play football. And we all know that he's a good player. He's a very good player. When He'd he, have him back in a heartbeat, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. When he wants to play, yeah. Yeah. I know he's another Fleming. He can blow hot and cold, but he is a fantastic footballer. He carried us. Yeah. For, for yeah, a few seasons, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Two or three seasons. So I think we've just got to go up there. And I think you're right. I was, I did notice what are we, three, four points out of the playoffs? Uh, yeah. In the relegation zone. Yeah, and the relegation. <laughs> but, yeah, but let's not go, let's not go down there. No, no, we're, we're two points behind Hull in sixth spot at the moment. We're only Aren't seven games. Right. We're not going yeah. to go down. Yeah, let's be honest. We shouldn't. We should not. No, we should not. Not not with the quality of the team that we have at the moment. And That's you know, not. you can you can pick holes in certain areas, but with the quality we've got across the team, no, we should not be in any trouble whatsoever this season in the championship. Which is not a bad thing to be able to say, Neil. I mean, you know, in our in our history shows, there've been many, many, many occasions across Mill history where we couldn't say that. So. I think maybe some perspective at times is, is is called for. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that <laughs> I think you have to only look at our history. And uh, actually, somebody made the point on Hoth this morning. Mm. Uh, go back to Hoth. That yeah. somebody said that these entitled fans, seemingly entitled <laughs> fans, that we would always have ripped for being. More Charlton than Charlton, in <laughs> right? Okay, it's actually true. Yeah but, yeah, but let's be honest, we would have done, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how would uh, they ought to remember that while things are going good now, we're quite likely to get relegated in two or three years. It's it's never off the agenda, is it? Relegation well, to League One again, back yeah. in League One for two or three seasons. Yeah, and then we'll have a good season. Uh, we'll come back up again. So, oh, mate. No, they're right. That that, that poster is right. We could. I was, I was going to say we could find ourselves playing Scunthorpe, but, of course, they're going out of business. So I suppose that's another side of the coin. That yeah, well, they're in the conference point. north. We'd have to be going yeah. some way. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a, I mean, the same with South End. What a scandal. But there we are. Yeah. That's a different, different no, subject. I think that I, we're not going to go down. I think the worst we're going to finish... Probably. Our mid-table respectability might be yeah. a, a worst-case scenario. If, I, these may be famous last words, listeners. You might be able to quote this back at Neil and I at the end of the season. But um, no, based on the squad we've got at the moment, I, th- I would say mid-table respectability would be... You want to look upon it. If where am I expecting? Plymouth Argyle. Yeah. And, uh, and, and teams like that, we won't go down. But it all comes back to this... Have we been spoiled by Gary <laughs> and the amount of money we've spent this season? We've spent what five million quid? Yeah, did I read? Yeah, that? large sums by Millwall standards. Um, exactly. Small sums by Championship standards. So there's yeah, a problem. exactly. And 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 there was still money left on the table because obviously we tried to sign a couple of people. Yeah, headline day. Yeah. And uh, we came close. Christ, if we'd have got Keith and more, I was ready to explode. I was seriously, <laughs> seriously excited. And yeah, but it takes a lot for me to, because I know football, I know sport. and Cynical old hack, Neil, that's the thing. You've been, yeah, been around I the sport and I know what goes yeah. into these things. 
but the prospect of Kiefer Moore on deadline evening, <laughs> it, it was so yeah. It was genuinely exciting, briefly, but then it went away. It was. So there is money there, and I think yeah. we'll strengthen in January. But I think anywhere inside the top 10, if we can squeak inside the top six, because it's a stronger league than last year. Well, that'll be a repeat of where Gary Rowett has got us to really, you know, one in various four uh, versions of that top 10 outside shot at the number six spot. Really, that's where he's got us to. And if we, if we finish up in that category again, um, he's done his job. Uh, you yeah. can't really argue with that. Yeah, I just wish the football was a bit more entertaining at times. That would be nice. That yeah, would be nice. that is the only thing. Yeah, well, Gary, if you're listening to this, don't listen to any of us. Yeah, we're also called experts. <laughs> Huge thank you for joining me, Neil. Um, taking time out of your day, mate. I do appreciate it. Um, thank you to you too, dear listeners, for tuning in to Akadung Millwall. We'll be back after the uh, the West Bromwich Albion game Saturday. I'm going to go up there for that one. So um, I will be back reporting back to you on Sunday at some stage. So from Neil and myself, it's good night from me. It's good night from me. Thank you for listening. Oliva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Was that question too simple or what, dear listeners? Punditgames.co.uk question asked for a manager, the manager of the 1990 English national team, the 1990 World Cup. Um, plus he played in the 1958 World Cup as a player, ruled out the 62 World Cup. It was, of course, of course, the late Sir Bobby Robson. Sir Bobby Robson took England to the 1990 World Cup, Italia 90 semi-finals as manager. Great figure of the game. Check out this and more such questions at punditgames.co.uk. Get yourself a ball game for Christmas. It's tremendous fun, honestly. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. Arrivederci, me all, and bye for now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.